Alvin, how are you doing? I am doing very fine. You know, today is an interesting day, <laughs> but I mean, all day then. I don't know why you laugh every time you say it. Every time you <laughs> start, it's always the way you just make me laugh. <laughs> the way you always say it, uh, well, today is uh, very interesting. But that's my name. That's my name. So. Alvin. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, how's your day been going? Yeah, my day has gone well. I mean, uh, everything has gone according to plan. So, situations are not going crazy. So, I mean, I'm alive. So, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think you can take charge on this one. So, let's get into it. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Coca-Cola. You know, I think Coca-Cola is an interesting subject. Um, you know, Coca-Cola has had this great phenomenon, basically, in terms of its pricing. So the price of Coca-Cola for 70 years was fixated in terms of it being a nickel. So yeah. in 1986, the price of Coca-Cola was a nickel. In, 19, in the 1900s, it was still a nickel. Ten years later, nine, 1910, it was a nickel. 1920, a nickel. 1930, a nickel. 1940, a nickel. And 1950, a nickel. So for the past 70 years, yeah. the price of Coca-Cola was a nickel. And it varies from different stories. Some stories say 50 cents, sorry, 5 cents. In this particular one, it was a nickel. So obviously, this was a great, not a great phenomenon, but bizarre economic phenomenon because many economic advisors or anyone who studies economics will tell you that the price of any commodity or item fluctuates. You take the instance for the price of gasoline, it goes down and up depending on how much is available. So supply and demand. You take the situation for the price of sugar, it goes up and down based on yeah. demand and supply. But for Coca-Cola, that was a different story. Basically, the whole situation was that for the for the for the 70-year period that Coca-Cola was in that situation. So, you know, at this this is quite an interesting one because it just goes to show you that economics can have its own intriguing aspects. So I yeah. will basically ask you, you know. Ezra, what do you think yeah. about this in terms of the, you know, of Coca-Cola? Because this is an interesting one. I mean, obviously now, you mainly look. I think now you would only look at the fact that they are behemoth now, and you wouldn't think that something like that would ever happen to them. You'd think that maybe they would have like a steady price change and everything happening to them, rather than them having like stagnant price for seventy years a stagnant price like that and everyone else is sort of like moving is moving forward for you just yeah. staying on like one price one and you'd probably ask yourself a price. question mm. like how, how how does coca-cola how did coca-cola like end up making such a thing i still survive so and someone <laughs> want to know like why like what's the story behind it there's always a story in these things <laughs> because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. it's an interesting story, which I think the audience would want to know. And basically, the story begins in 1886. Basically, 
two lawyers from Chakanuka. 
based on the contract and there was no expiration date. So this contract would go on forever. But obviously yeah. that wasn't the situation. So yeah, that's how the system, that's how, that's how they got this game at a double whammy. It's double whammy. It's double whammy. They got him in that kind of situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Let's so continue my yeah, it's getting here. saucy in here. It's getting saucy yeah. in here. So, okay. So yeah, so basically, yeah, that was the situation. But first hold but, on. Like first first hold on. So he's saying this thing without his lawyers there. No lawyers, just he was just super him. confident that the thing was, yeah, no lawyers. That's how the story, that's, those are the rumors that he signed yes. it without any lawyer. And he was yes, super, super confident. That was being super cocky, man. That's how they say pride, yeah. <laughs> Pride before fall, eh? <laughs> that's why they say pride yeah, is, yeah. That, is, that, is that the deadliest sin? No, seven deadly exactly. sins. Actually, yeah, those who've watched anime, you know, Seven Deadly Sins, they understand pride. But it's an actual thing, by the way. It's like an actual tale. Pride is, even in Wall Street, like, when you're, any, okay, broker and all those guys from what I've read, they'll tell you that the biggest sin is pride. Like, if you have pride, there's a very huge, there's a very huge likelihood that you're going to lose your money. Yeah, facts, man. I mean, if you actually think about it, it's like, it's like when you go back and look, it's only those guys who had like, you know, BD syndrome. That's, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this like on, on such a, on such a, on such a podcast, but BD is like big dick energy. That's what people like saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, bro. That was laughing. I was like, Ooh. That's how Israel's father watching me. Ah, you'll never find this. <laughs> it is, but like something like that, yeah. where guys, guys like saying, you know, they like thinking that man, you know, they're so cocky. There is keep saying all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah, and exactly a certain situation that may require you to be humble or like, you know, just take an L just for, just for today. You know, take the loss and just go on your life, right? But just today, you can come back the next day. Most times, these guys want to fight. They want to flex. Uh, they want to uh, do what? And you're like, okay. You're also fighting the okay. dog. You know? <laughs> ah. So, yeah, that was... That's and the they fall. Which other yeah, guys? Actually, There's so many guys. Like these Enron guys. The, um, the Enron yeah. Guys. Should you fight with Enron? <laughs> because Enron's just a funny beat, bro. <laughs> Yeah, the situation was funny, bro. they did call it. I I wouldn't even yeah. say. Anything. Let's just leave that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't know, bro. Yeah, but let's. <laughs> but just know, guys, go check, go check about Enron. I'm sure you like see the yeah. same similarities with Chandler guy. And this is, and obviously, someone may ask, like, how did these guys manage to get away from this? And the best way Coca-Cola managed to do it is through their. 19 something song, you know, advertising. If you guys remember that jingle, Coca Cola. <laughs> I don't, yeah. but <laughs> okay, it doesn't go like lines. that, bro. Let's just say it was along those lines of when we are nominated <laughs> for Grammy. <laughs> it doesn't go along those lines, but the truth of the matter is that yeah. Coca Cola managed away from this situation through constant advertisement and the truth of the matter is how they managed to get away was through advertising they just advertised 
the the product, the Coca-Cola product, mm. immensely. I mean, you know, because they were got in this situation where now the bottlers and the retailers could up the prices. Because remember, okay. they signed with retailers and the bottlers at a fixed stated price. So yeah. this does not obviously affects them. So if the price of Coca-Cola went up at that time, it, they get no profit because they're not going to be getting any margins from that. So obviously how they did it is they said, you know, the price of Coke at five cents. And obviously everyone was going to go for the cheaper alternative. I mean, when you go to the supermarket and it has the same quality, yeah. people are going to go for that same price they're going to go for the cheaper alternative but with the same quality mm. so the people were obviously got in a situation where they would obviously go for coke because it's advertising immensely five cents or a nickel and beat whichever story that you know you'll find out and yeah obviously bottlers and the retailers were going to obviously say you know what let's get it at that price because i mean if you're selling you that's all then that's all then so let me get this straight. The guy who Chandler who owned Coca-Cola, yeah. right? He owned like that syrup. That he was like, okay, yeah, he bought yeah. it. Yeah, he bought okay, it because yeah. he originally bought it from some pharmacist. Yeah, but I'm saying like he actually owned the, the recipe and all that stuff, right? Yeah, because he bought the recipe from yeah. a guy called Pemington. He was like a physicist or something like that. Not no, I'm sure, saying but... that's okay, but I'm saying like he owned it, right? So now this this yeah. so now he was advertising. What exactly was he advertising? Was he advertising the the bot the bottling guys or the bottling guys also calling it uh, Coca Cola? What he was advertising was that the price of Coca Cola is five cents. Okay. So what he was trying to do was he was trying to get all the bottlers and the retailers at mm. a same price like with him. Okay. You get. So there's so not like this situation. Owned, so did he? So like he owned also like his own store and like there were just Coke bottles there. Okay. Um. I mean, for him, he believed in the soda fountain thing, but yeah. obviously, when the thing must have gone, he must have obviously entered into the bottling thing. But obviously, to make sure that Coke, Coca-Cola is in a good situation and they're making oh, good okay. profit. So it's, exactly. it almost becomes like though you'd have like a franchise. You can give it to like different exactly. people. Exactly. So now even him, he Think just gave himself bottling rights, right? And then he <laughs> yeah. just also started churning out their own bottles. Yeah. Because the like you mentioned the thing with the franchise, and I think this could better illustrate this situation. It's like mm-hmm. Ezra, you have your, let's say Ezra, you testy but I know the the Ugandan brothers will, and sisters will identify with this. Testy but is like a pizza thing like Pizza Hut. So yeah. let's say that Israel, you are the owner of Pizza Hut. Okay, let's say some two guys come and tell you that, you know, Ezra, I have this idea for pizza that if we start now putting pizzas on, 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 okay, on borders for transportation. And you're like, yeah. man, that can work. You get. So these guys are like, okay, give us the rights for the pizza. Okay. Yeah, give us the rights. No, not for the pizza, but for the shipment of the pizza mm. yeah they're yeah. like okay you know then you, you buy them in this case coca-cola gave it for one dollar so <laughs> but in this case <laughs> let's say you give it for okay 
100 shillings. Let's go with 100 shillings. So it's, you you get the, the shipment rights for 100 shillings. Uh, you buy it for 100 shillings. You, you, yeah. you buy it for 100 shillings. Then that thing, of like you see the situation with Safeboy, that it takes off. Now you, you are caught in that situation as you, the pizza owner, where the, if the okay. price of, let's say, that deliver, people are getting it, they're getting it at a hill because remember, by signing those rights to, by giving those rights to them, they have the they have the price they have the price leverage in terms of they can up the price and obviously they're going to be making more money. So basically, it's like squeezing your competitors in this situation because obviously now Coke can't come and say that okay, let's also up the price because remember the contract which is you. You signed a contract that is fixed stated. You got a fixed price. Remember, yeah. the suppliers wow. and, uh, and the people who are getting from you are getting it at a fixed price and then selling it at a... or go, are going to want to sell it at a higher price. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the situation. I hope I've not confused my brethren, but... Yeah, so that was the situation Coca-Cola were in, is that they were in a situation where they had sold their rights, the bottling rights, at a fixed price, so obviously they could not increase the pricing because remember they were legally obligated to put it at a fixed price. Yeah. So obviously the bottlers and the retailers were the ones who didn't have because for them they were not tied to that clause. So they could up the price, you know, for them they could say a thousand, you know, one thousand shin. Well, you're on a bitano. They yeah. could say one and you get it. So that was the situation with Coca-Cola. Is that for Coca-Cola, they the price was fixated at five cents these guys could go out and say the price for them the price of coke is going to go to one dollar or two dollars and they're going to be making money and remember coca-cola can't can't remember they can't get out of this contract because they had no expiration date <laughs> yeah so basically they are sandwiched i was trying and to turn the tables you had to turn the tables yeah. <laughs> yeah. So their way of turning the tables was through advertisement. They just kept on advertising that the price of coke for them was at five cents or a nickel, depending on the story that you get it from. Mm. And obviously, everyone was now going to go for the cheaper alternatives because they had the 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 the, the bargaining power, which was that that lower price. So obviously, the yeah. bottlers were obviously go to also they were going to also put their price there. It's like the Amazon story, I'm going to let you talk about that. That could give people a more understanding of that situation. They, instead of Amazon, let's just go down like everyone understands. What's this guy's name? Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller. Rockefeller thing against Standard Oil against uh, all the others. In order to put yeah. his competitors <laughs> out of business when he lowered the prices. Just low enough that these guys uh-huh. couldn't obviously reduce their prices to the same level as his. And then they ran out of yeah. business and then he bought them out. He bought them. Yeah, so that's basically what Coca-Cola, except Coca-Cola didn't buy these guys out, but just lowered the price enough so that there's not that, you know, direct competition. So obviously, going to 19, 1921, you know, the company managed to re- renegotiate with the retailers and the bottlers. But because of advertisement, <laughs> keeping the price down, people, you know, it's like, I'm sure you've heard of this thing of where people say, like, people think that a pricing is, when an item is at a certain price, they feel like that's like a promise. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like somehow we, 
Uh-huh. So it's the way people think like when a price of let's say sugar is in is like five hundred thousand is five hundred shillings. Yeah. You feel like that's already a promise. So that was the situation with Coca-Cola. Because of advertisements and you know saying that the Coca-Cola bottle and you know is like five cents or a nickel, they were like caught in that limbo where people were now like saying that. This is what it should be. The price of Coca Cola. Yeah, that is what it should <laughs> so, be. So, yeah. So, so Coca Cola were like, man, we have a serious dilemma here because like everyone is thinking that Coca Cola should be at that situation. So obviously, inflation came and helped them out. I mean, <laughs> I remember this was going to the oil prices and all that. So inflation yeah. helped them out and. When inflation comes in, you know, it pushes up the prices of all commodities. I mean, anyone who understands the concept of inflation is that inflation basically disrupts the the perfect equilibrium of economics in terms of supply and demand. So that happened, and yeah, Coca Cola's price just kept going up. And there was something actually, Ezra, you are talking about. If you remember about how Coca Cola could incrementally keep on pushing up their prices i think the oh, audience yeah. would like like to know about of course like it's, it's i think it's like a psychological thing i think every business does you know they know that you'll be used to the price but if i add like let's say if something is now worth uh ten thousand, obviously then yeah. probably like within six months i can say it's now 10 it's now eleven thousand, or okay not 11 maybe eleven thousand is too much but say it's now uh one it's now ten thousand five hundred. So you'll be like yeah, 500 okay whatever you will buy it then after like the next six months it's now eleven thousand because you've got used to ten thousand five hundred then like that they keep increasing keep increasing keep increasing right and then you're like eventually something that was worth ten thousand is now like thirty thousand and you're like man but you know yeah, five, five years ago this thing was just ten thousand now it's thirty thousand you guys blah 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 yeah because man the value of money also <laughs> Value of money yeah, and people have to make sure their companies are profitable. That's yeah, true. it's an so, example. Get <laughs> them out of that dilemma. That what good cook out actually of that dilemma. That inflation thing and you know yeah. that slowly by increasing you know, prices. Obviously, when the inflation came, it gave them that advantage. You know. Obviously, you 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 as a person probably wonder like now, what's the point of this saying? Why do I need to care that Coca-Cola went into a bad deal? Well, you need to care because it tells you that, hey, one, make sure you have a lawyer present when you're signing things or read through it yourself if you, just to understand what you're getting yourself into. And also, yeah. don't think don't think that you know everything and don't be too cocky. That's so true, bro. Don't be too cocky. Don't be too cocky. Facts. You know, sometimes yeah, you know, that pride thing it has led to people losing so much. Yeah, so many that's people true. so much because of pride, and then to like to fix yeah. the things that you could have actually avoided in the first place. It takes a lot that's more. True. Like this Chandler guy, I mean, he yeah. guy had gone a advertising campaign, and now think about how much money he had spent doing that. Obviously, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money like a lot yeah. of money because remember they, they had to keep like advertising for like a whole 70 years <laughs> but obviously <laughs> now it has been, yeah it's been in great color but i mean 
Well, also something good came out of this because remember, you, uh, there's something. What was it? Because like they needed to break even, like to make profit profits. They had to now sell more yeah. products. You get. So I think that's also a blessing in disguise because now because of yeah. that they had to obviously now find themselves going to tiny towns like up somewhere in Nebraska or something, Wisconsin. Yeah. So actually, most people don't even know that Midwest America is from African point of you know, perspective. Like they're usually knowing about New York. By the time it hits like some place in Middle America, then it was obviously now it's even in a village here in Africa. I'm telling you. <laughs> That small thing, you know, like a whole, a whole whatever. Because I mean, here in, in Africa, no one knows Doctor Pepper. Do you know Doctor Pepper? Yeah, no, one knows. no one knows Doctor no, Pepper. I don't know what but it's really it's pretty huge there in America. But no one of us here knows Doctor Pepper. But we know Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi, I think, picked up a leaf after what they did in yeah. South America. <laughs> <laughs> you see. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing this research, is when I actually realized about Doctor Pepper. I was actually surprised. There's, there's, a, there's actually a soda beverage company called Doctor Pepper. It's actually doing well, by the way. Yeah, like a really. You know, good. the thing is that we usually, you know, we, I'm going to be honest with you. When I look outside, I'm always like, and there like only like two, two like two companies, two soda companies. You have Coca Cola, then you have PepsiCo. PepsiCo has mm. those things of Mirinda, Mountain Dew, uh, all these other guys. Then yeah. Coke has Fanta, Sprite, and all that stuff, right? Then how about you yeah. hear that, man? You you hear about Dr. Pepper. What the hell is Dr. Pepper, man? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought it was like some kind of medicine or something. That as well. Yeah, that's Dr. what Pepper. I also thought. I was like, man, this is medicine. I don't need to find out that, uh, nope, Dr. Pepper, Cola. And you're like, man, <laughs> And people just copied and like, eh, whatever. But anyways, we're used to reham. We're used to reham. <laughs> yeah, reham. <laughs> but yeah, so this actually. By the way, you know what? Yeah. yeah, I I went to interview by something and the audience. <laughs> so what? I'm just remind that of like I was so, I I want to intrigue you and the audience with something. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just reminded about like Coca Cola and reham. Eh? If you guys have noticed about Reham, like Reham brings up almost everything that's super close to Coca-Cola. Like Man. if you remember that Coca-Cola dad drink thing, Reham must have brought out something super close there. It was super exact. Now, yeah, this guy is like, man, this guy is just lucky they're not in the US or something. I've, I've only, re- let me tell you something about, let me tell you something about all these other stuff. I've realized these things of like, say, when you copy, like when companies copy like this mm. thing, if you have like, you know, like Gucci stuff, what, all those things, right? Say in America, right? Yeah. That's America, Europe. And maybe say okay. maybe South Korea, yeah. South Korea, whatever. Those are the only yeah. places I you find like come and check like these things of copying, uh, fake goods, what what what, right? Those these are not, this is not real, blah blah blah. These are not a fake. This is not a real Gucci, blah blah blah, and all that stuff, right? But in Uganda, yeah. this is a, like I think most yeah. people have only fake <laughs> <laughs> fake things, man. No, fake things. No, that- and like this guy's the time I went to the supermarket. Yeah. There's a time I went to the market, yeah. And like I that was the time when I was like 
a man you support her, but now I'm not, man. I saw the lights. I'm a Liverpool guy, by the way, guys. Just for you. Know. But anyway, so I went to the market. And then I saw this. Uh, the, that was the time when I was a man you. So I saw this thing of, that was the time when man you was with the sponsor of Chevrolet. Yeah. And I saw something. It was like, it wasn't like the exact thing. But you know, when you're amateur, you think eh, maybe it's the same thing. So when there, then my dad was like, ah, it's not the same thing. That's just yeah. like, man. I had like legit believed it. I was like, this is this must be the real deal, man. But what yeah. what got him? I think what got him to see it was like there was there were three lines or something like that. Anyway, man, that's a kind yeah. of like you know, that obviously got his eye and he was like, man, that's not the one. That's not the one. Anyways, this was a damn good show. Yeah, a good show that you know actually was like super insightful for those who want to know about this whole situation of white coke and also you know just make sure that you 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 read your contracts and you know have some insight and by the way guys you know i just want to touch on something about like contracts there's something yeah. called the nandish contract and i think in the year guys that contract is one of the deadliest contracts please yeah, people I like to yeah. i beseech you Brethren, get a lawyer when someone offers you a non-disclosure agreement, please. Because you don't, especially for the ladies. I got to touch on this for the ladies because some people <laughs> hire you and give you an interview. I'm to... sorry, but I have to do this. <laughs> okay. But go I have ahead. to do this. They hire them. They're like, okay. They, they, they arouse them with, oh, I'm giving you maybe... $500. You're like, yeah. oh my God, $500. $500 is a lot of money. And you're like, okay, they signed the NDA. You go in there, the work environment is nasty for you. They're touching you. They're harassing you. They're caressing you. Yeah, and then you're like, oh my God. <laughs> you're like, oh my God. Why is all this happening to me? I'm going to go and report. Then you try to go and report. Hmm. NDS slap on your face, bam! Uh. You lose everything. So, <laughs> even you, at, you lose like, at least they got justice. But there is no justice, my friend, because you've lost <laughs> everything. You just exactly. I'm not saying women should should not should not report, but we're saying to protect yourselves. Make sure yeah, read, what those read what you're signing, read. guys. So many people think <laughs> that NDS are jokes. By the way, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Go and look at what's happening. Just go and look at what people think. They think it's jokes. And then when they're finding <laughs> out, this guy is made good, he may get a slap on his wrist. Because obviously, most times people who give you like an NDA of companies, these big guys. Yeah, and big companies. Like, they're not big Yeah. And then you're going to go, and then you're going to say, you go and report to the media, blah, blah, blah. This is what has happened. The media will pick up your story. Yeah. This guy will be grilled for like, say, a week. A month at most and then they'll just slap him yeah. on the wrist and then i've had ah, yeah, back to life but then you you my friend you're going to feel you're going to feel those repercussions by breath throughout your life for like 10 years if things aren't fixed yeah. or 20 years man even the rest of your life jokes yeah, yeah. Be there jokes can be very innocent but in the in the reality of it is that if you're not well knowledgeable about this situation, and I mean, we're not telling you to read this, but we're telling you to have someone who has an understanding. I'll tell you yeah. for a fact is, is that 
you know, Uganda, we have a culture of family and, you know, you guys may have like lawyers in your family. It doesn't have to go and call that lawyer and say that cousin or brother or sister or distant brother and say like, you know what, I've got this signature, I've got this contract here. Just look through for me. Even though he asks for 100, that 100,000, don't worry about it. It can save you huge time. Especially, I'll tell you for business owners. Yeah. Business owners, when you're there, someone tells you, okay, let me get you this. Let me do this. And then gives you a contract. Or he or she gives you a contract. You're like, okay, I'm looking at the money. Boom. You find yourself, yeah. you're in a situation where and the only thing you can... The only thing you can sing is, you know, I wish I could have done this. I wish I, wish I, I could have. I wish I had not. So that's the situation. And guys need to really take that stuff seriously. You don't want to get Chandler. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Coin it. And also a Dev Chappelle. Like, I'm going to hurt people with this. Coding with Dev Chappelle. Let me tell you something. Dave Chappelle's thing, you know. We want to make fun of, of people. We want to make whatever. We want to make fun of people, whatever. Uh, who, who, who? Okay, we want to make fun of the companies that give these guys the bad mm. contracts, right? Of course, obviously, yeah. they won't be looking out for themselves. I, I, I know that. But now, let me give you an example of Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, yeah. obviously, I think people have been hearing him whining, and obviously, finally, <laughs> he finally agreed with that. With the, with, I think it was Comedy Central. They are going to rego- yeah. rego- rego- renegotiate. Yeah. Renegotiate. Also, me, bro, that word was that word was too much. I was also saying renegotiate. Renegotiate. <laughs> I don't know why you see. In my mind, I was putting a C before the end. I was like, it's like, is it this? <laughs> like, because you when you say it alone, it's easy. But when you put the R E there, you're like, man, is there a C? That's what was coming. Is my mind. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, renegotiate <laughs> with him, right? So they renegotiated yeah. re- 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 <laughs> re- and US is now getting yeah. like a higher yeah. mo- amount of money for you sure. But here's the thing. Yeah. Dave Chappelle said that man, I was just a naive kid and what what what. For you're seeing dollar signs, right? You're seeing dollar signs yeah. in those contracts and whatever. This is saying, man, my life yeah. is going to change and all that stuff. But then you can just go back and say, you know what? Let me first give this to a lawyer before I sign. That these guys who do exactly. pro bono work by the pro bono, they'll do it for you. They'll yeah. just read through. They'll be like, "Oh, okay, this is." Uh, I think it's bad. Rather than them giving you a lawyer for you, if they if they offer, it's a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> don't take don't take that lawyer they're offering. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is working for them. You are working yeah. for them. Obviously, but that exactly, his interests are more aligned with theirs than you. So, me, I think with Dave Chappelle's thing. For example, if he had actually taken the time to read or probably give it to someone, like a, someone who he knew was a lawyer, and they look through and they're like, mm. man, you're going to get screwed over with this or you're going to do this. I think for him, he didn't think that the show was going to blow up like maybe that big as it did. Because this guy's made yeah. tons of money. It's yeah, like, they made a lot of money. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Taylor Swift, yeah. Scooter Brown. Uh, you know, she's now like, oh, I want my master's and stuff like that. Again, it's like, man, this is a contract, she's saying. So now, they told that, my bro has explained to me, but this will happen. Yeah. I think the situation is that, because she's tied to the contract, she can't go and start singing songs. I think she can't go and start singing the songs on tour without their permission or something. 
basically yeah. they and if she now went off that contract that means all her songs that she got and she was making it would be with the company not with her so it would be like she has to re- redo now people don't understand and this is an interesting thing i know we've yeah. diverted a bit the contracting but i think it's important eh? I guess I think this shit is like the Illuminati and stuff like that. That's no Illuminati <laughs> shit, bro. That's corporate world, bro. There's no Illuminati shit, Let bro. Let me tell you. That's just corporate world, bro. I think the many people realize that the things they like to do are actually are actually businesses. Yeah? You know, like music, yeah. people like music. Oh, man, you guys like playing the bongos, man. Or yeah. I like uh, I like rap. What 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 what? But now the minute you're getting involved with a label, you know, to distribute your work yeah. and whatever on your behalf and all yeah. that stuff, you have to understand. Yeah. They're going to ask themselves a question: Where are we going to get our money from? Exactly. They're going to think, man. I need to find how I'm going to get money. And of course, they'll squeeze you like a lemon yeah. until all your juice <laughs> comes out. Of course, now like because people are getting aware of all of these things, yeah, but anything yeah. you're doing that earns money even like this booking like writing books and whatever and then you get like a publisher and all that stuff yeah they'll screw you yeah. over they'll screw you over if, they'll... if you're naive if you're very naive they will screw you over i mean look at this guy what's this guy's name uh this guy uh forgotten his name forgotten his name frank ocean it's called frank ocean he finessed his guys he finessed uh, i think is it universal whatever but there was a label he was signed to he finessed them yeah out of 20 million dollars <laughs> man got back his 20 got 20 million dollars out of it you know he, good. it's guy. called frank ocean i'm telling you you have to first of all know what you're getting yourself into read your contracts exactly. if you know man you have to weigh your options you're like man can i really be in this for a while can i sustain this is this worth it uh-huh. yeah hit it on them brother and then you go inside and you say man okay let me just there with my cross let me there with my things as long as i've made an informed decision in what i'm going to do yeah, yeah. anyways that's true yeah. we're waiting for you anyway we've touched on this whole thing of the contract because i think it's super important yeah i think guys just need to know and read these contracts that look you know it's so interesting but and this always happens and it keeps happening is that they will always put a big sum i mean yeah. i mean if like also, you know, if our podcast was like offered like the same thing with Joe Rogan, I mean, I know Israel first look at the money, <laughs> but but I mean, everyone would look at the money. But the truth of the matter is that's the that's the that's the clubby, bro. That's the clubby. That's how they get yeah. you. That's how they get you hooked, and you're on the thing of the money. But they're like, if you produce any content anywhere, mm. we are going to remove everything from you. Before you, and you know it's so interesting they put it in the fine print there they hide it <laughs> hide it there so and they use complicated jobs the someone is trying to tell you that <laughs> someone's just trying to tell you that if you jump from point yeah. a to point b this we shall take everything away from you but he's going to use some complicated term just to just specify jumping to say point a to point yeah. b uh-huh. Just uh, to confuse you. That's so yeah, but when you go in, when you finally go to court, the guy is going to tell you, well, it's right there in the contract. It says you did exactly what it said you should not do. And you're like, but the only thing, the only thing that the judge will say is that you just man. don't know your vocabulary. Bro, you just don't understand how to even read. Go and learn how to read, then come back. And you take everything away from me. 
be like really Michael think. Jackson and buy a label, man. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, this was a, this was a damn that, good show. Yeah. I was about to copy and say, damn, good show, bad man. My voice is not that big, so. But anyway, man, this is Alvin Hardyboy, man. This is Ezra. We're signing out. See you in the next one.